All right, good afternoon, race fans, and welcome to the first ever League Mentality Podcast, a podcast put on uh, and uh, for the Sunday Night Skippy Racing League, which races every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the Formula One race and at uh, right around 8 p.m. Eastern for the Skippy Formula Two. Uh, just before that, we're very excited to get this off the ground and rolling. And uh, joining me today, the man behind this whole thing, Ian Worrell. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, mate. I'm doing really well. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've been looking forward to being able to abuse people's ear holes all season, all of last season. And uh, we've been talking about this for a while. And I think this is uh, just another wonderful addition to our, our league and to the things that everybody gets uh, by being a member of the league. And hopefully we'll get some of them to participate in this as well. Yeah, I think the idea behind the podcast is giving uh, the drivers a little bit of taste of Sunday Night Skippy throughout the week, um, you know, to kind of hold them over until race night. And our intent is to talk about stuff that's uh, pertinent and interesting, informative, going into the race weekend and uh, hopefully you get some joy out of it just like we're uh, getting out of it making it well absolutely not only that we're gonna hopefully give them some other bits and pieces about generic racing uh, around the world some talk about nascar i believe and you can tell by my accent that i know all about nascar i, I expect um, you to lead the discussion on that yes <laughs> and then maybe some stuff about uh, formula one which the season is kicking off uh, this coming weekend which we're, I mean, even I'm excited about that. I don't know if anybody um, who's new to the league realizes, but I and actually Megan and I are brand new Formula One fans. And uh, we started watching last season during the pandemic. We got into Skippy. Everybody here was uh, very big on Formula One racing. We never have been, but we started watching, got into the Drive to Survive series, all that stuff. And uh, now we're huge fans. So. We are very much looking forward to seeing how this uh, actual next season plays out. Hopefully a little less uh, crazy than last uh, season yeah. was with all the um, you know, public health protocols and whatnot. But um, we're very curious, the crazy season driver switching. But anyway, we will talk a little bit about that. Um, welcome to the podcast. And we're going to start out with just some generic Sunday Night Skippy League stuff, uh, maybe some overview of what to expect going into season six and just for some people they this will be their first season which is pretty amazing i mean you know six seasons from when we started this thing is <clears throat> to me quite phenomenal I, I just would never have imagined it but uh definitely looking forward to season six after our long long break of one week <laughs> yes yeah and that's the other thing to keep in mind we've said this before but following the official schedule you know, we're 12 weeks on, one week off, so that is a lot of skippy racing, but I'll tell you what, a lot of the drivers do not seem uh, deterred at all. Uh, very excited to get back to the actual skippy racing and uh, looking forward to racing each other again. You know, I think just monitoring the Discord, a lot of the sentiment is public races just aren't as fun uh, after having become a member and done quite a few races and the practice sessions throughout the week with uh, their fellow drivers here. Yeah, well, to a large extent, I mean, we've almost replicated, you know, what it's like to be in the pub races, but we have a, a wider range of folks to race against of, of a wider set of, of, of uh, abilities. Um, but yet, generally speaking, and I, and I say generally, I mean like 90, 80 to 90% of the time, we have far, far cleaner racing um, in this league. And that goes back to why Jason, myself, and uh, Chris wanted to set this up was because we were so sick and tired of being hit randomly by, you know, AJ, whoever, um, that, that just thinks that the only way to drive around a track is to have your foot on the gas the entire way and, you know, to heck with anybody else. Um, so we set this up basically because we were so frustrated with being dive bombed or just generally crashed into by, by folks. And it is such a pleasure to see so many other like-minded folks that have joined us in the Sunday Night Skippy Racing League to compete hard, but fairly, um, uh, you know, it, with that sort of ethos in mind. 
Absolutely. And I just wanted to say welcome to all the new members who may be joining us uh, for their first season or, you know, first full season, I should say. And um, one thing that I want to make sure that we'll just cover real quickly, if you're uh, coming across this podcast and you're new to the league, uh, there's a lot going on. So I want to make sure that we just very briefly touch on uh, everything to expect in a typical week for the Sunday Night Skippy. I just want to make sure that um, you know, first things first, make sure you read the, the sporting code or refresh yourself on the sporting code if you haven't, because there is a, a new edit for season six. We did make some changes to the rules, um, which we may or may not have one of the other admins on to talk about. But uh, either way, go check that out and uh, refresh yourself um, throughout the week. There's a couple uh, practice sessions that anybody can race in. You don't have to be a league member, uh, specifically Wednesday and Friday nights are the big ones and uh, those open up um, around 7 p.m. Eastern, but the actual races are at 9 p.m. Eastern. Did see some discussion on the Discord about maybe some later sessions for either the Night Owls or the folks who, uh, you know, live Pacific time zone or, you know, further west, whatever. Uh, but that that's what it is for right now. So we've got two practice type sessions throughout the week. Um, obviously, we're going to be releasing the podcast throughout the week from now on so you can get your fix then and uh that's about it we've got a list of streamers on the discord and of course always check out the official broadcast that's put on the cav okay racing network that's c-a-v-o-k um on youtube and twitch if you just search for that you should be able to find it uh, share that link with your uh, friends and family and let them get in on the action we do have quite a few drivers that have a very good showing of fans uh throughout the evening and participate there on the chat, which is really good to see. Um, so that's uh, obviously it's a very full week and uh, you always have something to do the discord. Obviously, if you're aware of the podcast, I'm guessing that you're on the discord. But if you stumbled across this some other way, uh, make sure that you get on the official SNS discord channel, which you can find a link to off the iRacing League website, if nothing else. Um, and and that's that's an important point, because while we don't have um, the closed league practice races, which is, as you said, on, on Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, and anybody can race in them, we do want anybody who's racing in them to be on our Discord um, as a Discord member. So please, you know, if you hear this podcast, you pick it up on Spotify or any other platforms that it's released to, um, where you like to listen to your podcasts, um, you know, come on down, join the Discord, and um and uh, become a discord member at, at the very least and then feel free to jump into the races on either the wednesday or friday evenings um you do need to be on the discord because that's where you'll find the password to be able to get into those races yep very now, good yeah and of course our whole thing is again like the name of the of the of this podcast league mentality and so we do expect anybody who does race with us on the, the weekly races to have read the sporting code and to follow uh, to follow those to follow those codes yep yeah the uh, the intent would be that we are racing with that common uh, operating picture of what's acceptable what's not and that is you know um, the accountability not just to the admins and the sporting code but to one another that you are going to be racing with up to three times a week, if not more. So I think that's really yeah. important. The other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is kind of league official league adjacent. But one thing that we used to do um, pretty much every week was Saturday night shenanigans. Uh, so on, you know, race Eve, <laughs> race day Eve, uh, it's just a bunch of random uh, sessions and you know the event kind of evolved the whole thing is just for fun there was no uh, intents of practice behind it you just show up and uh, you know whatever the the combo was and there's usually two to three shorter races uh, just hang out on the discord um, if you're in if you like adult beverages or whatever that's the kind of uh, you know <laughs> mentality that we're going for and we kind of fell out of that but um, you know, uh, Scott Dawkins has graciously offered and I guess tracked on the calendar our one year anniversary of the very first Saturday Night Shenanigans. So um, on the 17th of April, we are going to be doing the anniversary Saturday Night Shenanigans event. Um, so I don't think we have a, a exact start time. It used to start around 8 p.m. Eastern 
uh, but I'm sure Scott will have some details coming out. But the 17th of April, mark it on your calendar. Should be a good time. And uh, he says there's prizes involved, so keep an eye out oh, for good that. Lord. So who, some, who, who knows with Scott? Right, exactly. Pri- <laughs> prize uh, in quotes. We'll see. I but, seem to recall one one race was trucks versus uh, VWs. Yes. Uh, around some, I can't even remember. It was, it was a, 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 an off-road, half off-road, half on-road track. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. It was always a really good time. So, and just another way to to kind of hang out, let off some steam, you know, in a less competitive, you know, more fun environment. So, yeah, there you so, go. SNS or Sunday Night Skippy League has expanded, and we cover a lot of different stuff now. I mean, you've heard us touch on a few things. So we've got the two races during the week that are the practice sessions. Um, we've got the the Sunday Night League race. Is, and we actually run two league races, which we've now called SF1 and SF2. Um, SF2 um, has had some revival. It's got it's set up to allow folks with what will now be an under 2K cap to race um, against each other. Um, and uh, we're getting our first race of the season this, this coming Sunday. So it'll be on the uh, 21st. And um, you have to have never have hit 2K uh, or 2001 I rating points to be able to be eligible for that. And it's sort of a precursor to the uh, Sunday Night Skippy F1 race, um, which comes immediately after that, uh, which doesn't have a rating cap, but you, but both of these, but in this SF1 race, you must be a league member. In the SF2 race, you just need to be on our Discord and you can compete in that. So if you're trying to join the league and we do have a membership cap because we can only manage so many active racers, uh, you can run in the SF2 league once you're underneath your um, the 2K cap initially and that you've never hit 2K or above uh, in your iRacing uh, career. Um, so we can talk a bit more about that if you want to by just getting in touch with us on the Discord and let us know. But let's talk a little bit about the other things. Uh, we've got free coaching going on now. Um, so you can ask to be coached or you can sign up to coach folks, which is, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say, how phenomenal that is. I mean, Chris, where else can you go where you get great racing with great folks that is relatively, and I shouldn't say relatively, which is clean racing and, and get free coaching. I mean, come on. I can't think of one. Yeah. Not without paying a, a pretty penny for it. And uh, so we've got the we've got that we've got the, the Discord, um, which is an amazing community of folks, uh, where you can always talk about all sorts of different things, not just i racing. Um, and people have been up there with problems with their PCs, and they've got them sorted out. I mean, incredible, really, really incredible. Great, great, great bunch of uh, people and a huge, deep knowledge base uh, that you can pull from. We've got a Sunday Night Skippy store, and Chris. What is going on with the store, man? <laughs> I'm trying. So we've been talking about this for months, and everybody had some ideas, and not necessarily the store concept, but T-shirts, mugs, that sort of thing. And it just never, nobody really picked up the torch and, and ran with it. So uh, what we decided to do, what I decided to do, was just try to put up some sort of storefront and uh, make those types of things available. The issue, I guess, if you want to put it that way, is um, we will be there will be a bit of a premium attached to it because it's print on demand type stuff. Uh, I won't be carrying an inventory. It's nothing like that. So um, it's going to cost maybe a little bit more than if we had done a bulk, you know, tried to organize a bulk order or something like that. The good news is we can create whatever the heck we want, you know, within the limits of the, uh, the website. And, um, uh, you know, there's no minimum, there's nothing like that. So uh, even if there's one off stuff, you can get in touch with me and I can create it. It may be things, uh, you know, other things that other folks will enjoy, get a couple orders in. So um, right now uh, we've got things like the, the coffee mug, hats, masks. Um, I'm working on the t-shirt. That is the last one uh, thing I want to work on before I do the official launch. Uh, trying to recreate the approved, you know, quote unquote approved version that we talked about in the Discord there. Uh, once I get that up, we'll, we'll just launch it, and if something else comes up, uh, Carter Stickney's working on some wall art that we'll put in there, so I know a lot of folks have posters that they decorate their either, I don't know if you want to call them man caves or racing rig caves or whatever, 
Um, so we should have something classy to put up, you know, next year. Nice F1 in, uh, in NASCAR poster. So should be a lot of stuff uh, once it gets launched here shortly. Hopefully uh, go check it out. Um, there may be any sort of uh, access funds. Uh, there's no money being made. I'm charging at cost to the best of my ability on the store. If there is areas where I have to round up, that basically is going to get rounded uh, into a kitty and put toward either um, fees that and if we still have more on top of that, like, you know, league fees, hosted sessions, stuff like that. And if there's even more on top of that, then we'll we'll make a generous donation to uh, a worthy charity. So none of this is being kept by by anybody. Um, no overhead, just straight products to you at the cheapest price possible. And uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And of course, we've got the the Sister League, uh, the Winter Challenge, which runs for charity. And Chris was been, again. This is another one of Chris's babies, and uh, he set up and got going. And I think you you made some very generous donations from some very generous donors um, for for that as well. Yeah, that was a, a real smash hit. And I'm still uh, life kind of got the best. I'm putting together a. Nice summary message uh, for everyone, uh, thanking everybody for just the the support coming out, uh, doing the whole dang thing. But while I have the opportunity, definitely want to thank uh, people like Jack Moffat, uh, Chris Herrera, Mike Bowers, Walter Collada, Adam Wright, Rich Butler, uh, Jeffrey Decker, Robert Longatano, and then non-members. Uh, well, yeah, I think so. Sean Cheeseman, Justin Malarkey. Who are in other leaves with me all generously donating a uh, lot of money to make this a huge success and i will get the exact number but it was something like twenty five hundred dollars donated to charity over the course of the series and i think everybody who came out ended up a little nervous at first uh going into some of these combinations but ultimately had a really good time at least that was the feedback that i got unless they were <laughs> just just telling that to me but um yeah it, it was really good um moving forward a lot of discussions. I think we're ultimately going to um, uh, break off and not fly under the SNS banner, but the you know thing, the spirit and the people will still be the same. Uh, we're going to take a little break and possibly run some some recruitment races over the summer in order to uh, you know again raise some money and awareness going into the next winter challenge. But more to come with that. That is just something taking a little breather because that was a lot of work and uh and we'll get back after it again here shortly but yeah once again thanks to everybody i think it was a huge success i think it reflected very well on our league and the drivers in the league and we got some great uh viewership numbers uh, from our broadcast on apex racing tv oh that's awesome that's awesome i mean you know what could be more fun than enjoying yourself doing some sim racing and generating money for for your charity of choice that's that's pretty cool so let's see, we've talked about the, the practice races, the regular races in two series. We've talked about the SNF, we've talked about the shop, we've talked about free coaching. I mean, what a league, right? I think that everybody that's involved that needs to, to give themselves a good big pat on the back. And for those of you who come across this podcast and are still listening to the two of us drither on about stuff, uh, you should come over and check us out, join us up, see what's going on. Yeah, we will be looking for more ways to get folks involved and uh got some ideas on that that we'll be spreading out for the the podcast itself so it's not just ian and i uh jawing at each other here which is always fun but uh, i'm sure <laughs> we'll grow old after an episode or two but yeah right. so yeah looking back on the last season um i don't know i i was gonna talk about the skippy formula one obviously but you were part of the inaugural skippy formula two series overall um i think we had a really good turnout and uh, certainly better um, than I imagined. I think 30 drivers overall at least started one race, com completed one race in that series, which was fantastic. And uh, Peter Lee, obviously the champion, it came down to the wire between you two. I think six points ultimately separated you yeah. from the championship. Yeah. So uh, the, the race for the season podium was very tight. Just goes to uh, the competition and um one of the things that i wanted to bring up this is kind of a non sequitur but the the racing and points were very close but i don't think that it ever 
distract or uh, detracted from the sportsmanship that all of you guys showed because um, you know one of the things that I love that you did was the after the race formation lap where everybody got in formation together and drove one lap around and uh, and then had a little fun at the end but um, you know I think at the end of the day that was just a really cool thing to see with such a, a, a much a little bit tighter knit group racing hard making mistakes and you know probably getting on each other's nerves from time to time but it was just that acknowledgement that at the end of the day you're all competitors and out there having fun and uh, doing your best yeah well thank you it was it was a lot of fun racing with those guys we had uh 30 people compete uh for at least one race in in the uh, in, in that series and it was a, a sort of a spin-off from sf1 or Sunday Skippy that we did because we went into one race where we couldn't get everybody that was there to race into the same race. Uh, and it's just, it's just, it was an accident that worked well. So we're going to keep it moving forward. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to season two of SF2 and season six of SF1. Well, really it's season two of SF2, SF1 because we didn't have that before. So That's true. Yeah. I guess we could call it season two. Like um, season zero. But, uh, <laughs> season zero. <laughs> that too. And I mean, last year, Edwin Valerino absolutely bolted with it. With it. He, he were, ended up uh, winning a, a huge amount of races. He won five out of the 10 races um, in the series, um, but only won by three points. Yeah, that was another series that came right down to the last race. And um, it, it was just, it was the entire season championship was decided in the last race which is incredible for the level of uh skill that all of these drivers have but yeah can you imagine winning five races in a season and uh, only winning the championship by three points that just goes to show you the level of competition and how stiff it is oh it, it is incredible i mean uh so edwin was first uh pete mobrotten came second he was like I said, three points behind um between behind edwin jeffrey decker came in third uh, he was 12 points behind the leader or nine points behind second. So, I mean, the whole top three uh, were, were separated by 12 points over over 12 races. Um, we dropped two races. Uh, we dropped your worst two races and keep the keep 10. So, you know, that really is phenomenal close. Um, I mean, even if you go all the way back to 10th position, um, in fact, we had a draw for ninth, right? Steve Dewar and Jack Moffat were, were equal co ninth place um and you go back to there and you you know you're looking at what 106 points uh behind the leader overall right is that right yeah 106 points behind the leader which really isn't much no and i think that it was a season or two ago uh time is really flying by but there was a change made to the um you know scoring system which i think we haven't even talked about it since then of all the feedback that we get this, this points system is not one of them. It seems to be mm -hmm. a very popular. Um, I think we've really fine tuned that to a point where um, it leads to this type of competition where there is no room for error. There's no margin. Uh, and that's why I guess that does add to frustration when things don't exactly go your way. But, you know, at the same time with two drop weeks and noting that everybody is under that exact same pressure um the the playing field is level but yeah at the same time that is uh, i think i think we've we've really nailed that down and uh overall the rules to be honest with you the feedback that we're getting is is less and less with each passing season i don't think we're ever gonna get to zero of course but um i remember after the you know <laughs> season two season three uh the week 13 discussion was was a lot more intense <laughs> about yeah. what the next season should look like than than what I noticed uh, over the past week. Yeah, for sure. So now we're looking for our new season starting on this, starting tomorrow, which will be the twenty first. Um, what are you thinking? What are your What are your predictions for? Let's start with SF one. Yeah, it. I'll tell you. This is so tough. <laughs> this is so tough because of what we just talked about. Um, so actually, well, let me back up. Outside of the competition, I don't know that there is a good or better time to announce this, and it may get lost in the podcast, but um, 
Pete Mulbrotten will be actually stepping back from the competition side and focusing on coaching and broadcasting. So Pete Mulbrotten will be joining me in the booth. Of course, week one, he will not be available uh, due to uh, personal reasons, which he just informed me about. Um, but all good stuff, nothing, nothing bad. It's all, all good stuff for Pete and his family. But uh, yeah, we'll miss him the first week, but expect that it's going to be a great addition to the broadcast because he actually has the expertise. <laughs> the guy who finished second in the points overall in this tight group uh, will be up here uh, explaining things and giving his take on what we're seeing during the live stream. So that's something to look forward to for the season. But back to the competition side, one things that I really like is the schedule. And I think this was mentioned in the Discord quite a bit, but uh, I've never seen such a... Um, big large percentage of the drivers being happy about the schedule going into a season. I think we've peaked as far as that's concerned. I think one of the only big concerns people have is Long Beach at the end because Again. I think that's only because of how the season finale went uh, two weeks ago and, and how much carnage there was. But but then again, with Long Beach, we've now all had that's a, true. a week racing there, right? That's true. Yeah, we went in so, and kind of knowing what to expect a couple of weeks ago, yeah. yeah. But then again, I keep going back to who on earth puts a freaking fountain in the middle of a racetrack? <laughs> I mean, and then makes you go around it. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes for good camera angles, but competition, not so much. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the only other one which is actually one of my favorites is, is Watkins Glen, which ends up being a draft fest. We're doing the cup configuration this time, so we're mixing that up. Uh, Sonoma was not very popular last season, but we're definitely doing a different configuration for that as well, um, which should keep it... Uh, I think it's a better configuration for the Skippy. I guess time will I tell. I think so. I mean, it, it should give you... It's a bit more flowing for the Skippy where they've moved the, um, what is it? What would it be? They've taken out the, the sort of the carousel and part of the drag strip and you sort mm -hmm. of go around that. And then they've extended the, um, uh, where you turn to get onto the, the final, the final hairpin to go onto the main straight is pushed back down to where the pits, pit entry is. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I I'm, think I'm, I'm gonna leave that, a, we'll see. Exactly. I, I mean, I've got a couple. I'm, first of all, week one, I think the race is going to be fantastic at Okayama. Um, Road Atlanta, I think, will end up... That's one of my favorite uh, tracks in the GT3 now, so I don't know how it's going to work in the Skippy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it may end up being a little more drafty. But, you know, a lot of tracks are, unfortunately, in the Skippy. Uh, very draft yeah. intensive, yeah, sure. so it is what it is. Um, Suzuka... Uh, which we may be changing the configuration for that. I uh, don't know if I want yeah, to. Yeah, because it's Suzuka West, I believe. Is yeah, the that, it limits us to 22 drivers, which is not great. So there's we're still talking about how to accomplish that, but we may end up going to just the GP, which again, fantastic course. But yeah, anyway, um, not to go through the whole schedule, but I've got quite a few circled. Oran Park, I think, is going to be a lot of fun in the, oh, yeah. the Skippy. Oh, uh, it'll be our first time through uh, Hockenheim. Um, so there, there's a lot of tracks where I'm... Oh, in mid-Ohio, at least since Sunday Night Skippy started up, it'll be our first time through mid-Ohio as well, which is uh, not a new course for iRacing, but um, at least for this league it is. So yeah. there's a, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of different races here. I don't think I can look at one in particular, particular and go, oh, yep, that's a skip week, you know. So that's a very good problem to have. So I'm excited about the schedule. And then as far as results go, man, I don't know. It, it's anybody's game. I think that, uh, uh, you know, Chris Herrera now is no longer the defending champion. We've got Edwin as the defending champion. I don't know that we're going to, as I mean, if there's somebody who could repeat, it's Edwin. But I think as we've shown, the competition is so stiff uh, yeah. that I might anticipate somebody else i somebody i was really big on at the end of last season was walter galata i think i talked him up a lot just because i just saw him he, there was a couple races where he was just gone he was on autopilot and you know but for some pit strategy or you know whatever um you know i think i think he he did 
well on paper, but I think his performance was even better than what's shown on the website and Dan Lisa and the stats and all that. So Well, I'm, I'm looking at the stats, and I mean, I'm looking down the line here, and I'm thinking, you know, some of these guys that are a little bit further back uh, didn't do as many races as everybody else. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Justin Ribello um, only had nine races counted, and he came uh, P16. Right. Now, that sounds a bit far back, but I, I think if he gets a full season in, I'm looking to see him, you know, a little bit further forward. I mean, definitely in the top 10, I would think Justin Justin can probably sit. Um, Joshua Dancy, again, only nine races. Um, he came in P17. Uh, sorry, yeah, P17. Um, I, I think he'll probably, if he gets a full, 10, a full season in, he'll probably be a bit higher up as well. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, Sean Treciak. Uh, only got seven races counted and he was in p30 now it sounds like a long way down but he only got seven races and he got p30 if he had 10 races he would be in the top 20 for sure Mm -hmm. so they might be more mid-pack guys but i expect to see them probably move up a bit further uh but then start looking at the top and you've got edwin valerino jeffrey decker chris herrera mike bowers carl dronke walter Kalata, and connor tolman um yeah with those guys it's pretty much anybody's game uh, Steve Durer coming top nine. Oh my goodness me. Steve has improved so incredibly over the... Mr. The, Consistency. He absolutely is. He's one of our cleanest racers. Um, when I look at, at the incidents, um, incident points, uh, and like who got the most incidents, but with with like a high level of races, Steve is right there near near the bottom. I mean, he really did phenomenally well. Um, I, I, you know, hats off. Uh, I remember racing with him, and he has so um, outstretched my abilities. Uh, it was incredible. Um, his instant point count for the season was 55, right. which is which is amazing. Right. And and he competed in every single race. So yeah. you know, um, so take that for what it is. Then yeah, there were some people that maybe had some a few a few less incidents than him, but he really is tremendously consistent and uh and tremendously um you know doing doing tremendously well tell you who uh uh, probably through no fault of his own hasn't been that consistent um but i would expect to make a jump if he can find some consistency as connor tolman to your point i'm just reading off listen to these results for the season for him finishing results 17th 8th 27th 6th 3rd 30th, 26th, 23rd, 3rd, 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 40th. So, like, he is either podium, you know, or top five, easy top 10, uh, or out and and gone, uh, you know, working his way back up. So, I mean, you you take out the ones where he's, you know, in the 20s, 30s, uh, and suddenly that average finishing position is crazy good so uh keep an eye out for connor so so connor needs to build a bit of consistency uh and i think that he's had some some of some of the ones where he's been down at the back they've been because of some fairly wild incidents and so once those come out of the way then then he'll probably uh he'll probably be as you said i i I, yeah I, i can see him up in the top five for sure i would always keep an eye on the sunday night skippy formula two drivers as well um, obviously, Peter Lee being the champion, yourself, him, Luth. I mean, just some guys, uh, Jake Ashe. I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said. And I know we didn't talk about Formula 2 yet, but um, getting that experience uh, in the Formula 2 races, especially since it's right before the Formula 1, is uh, really paying dividends for a lot of the guys uh, that are racing in there. And I think they would agree with me. <laughs> I would imagine so but oh, uh, so keep an as, eye on those, one of those guys if you 100 agree yeah if you're looking for somebody to root for check out those formula two races and uh and watch them develop and grow get into those formula one races and it's really fun to see because i've noted on multiple occasions where you see two formula two drivers really battling it out well in the early race and then they just happen to find each other in the uh the formula one race weird that that would happen not really but you know i mean like it's it's very cool to see 
Yeah, and okay, so let's look at Formula Two. So one of the rules that we introduced this season um, was that if you win Formula Two, the SF2, you can no longer compete in it. Uh, the reason, and it's not if you win a race, if you win the season. The reason for that is um, a bunch of reasons, but, uh, and this was a lot of discussion that the admins had to try and figure out how to, to manage this spin-off, or not spin-off league, but let's say junior league. Um, because we didn't want anybody to start, end up dominating it. We didn't want people to be able to be members of SF2, which really has been geared at folks who are at the bottom half of the racing circuit in SF1. Now, if you race in SF2, you can still race in SF1. Uh, so you can race both, both championships. However, to get into SF2, we did have initially, it was an I-rating cap of 1,700. Uh, we're now gonna have to move that to 2,000 because we're now saying you can be in it if once your I-rating cap has never been over 2,000. Um, so, so that will open it up to a few more folks, I think. Uh, and probably stiffen up the competition even more, which I'm not looking forward to because I'm rubbish. But there you go. Um, but um, it does give us all, give those folks of it that race in that league a, a bit better chance to actually race as opposed to hot lap and be overtaken. Um, and as you said, Chris, it really does make a difference when you go into the SF1 race. Having done that SF2 race, you do have that last minute better knowledge of the track i guess i don't know um you've had basically uh, another 35 minutes of racing time uh to sort of get yourself ready for the 40 to 45 minutes of racing time um that the sf1 has now one of the things we didn't mention was the fact that we have pit stops we didn't talk about that at all um and that is something that makes it very different from the pub races so sf1 races on longer tracks are 45 minutes with two pit stops and if on the shorter tracks like Okiyama there'll be a 40 minute race with one pit stop and SF2 follows exactly the same pit stop number but all the races are 35 minutes so so there you go um yeah what do you see for the winners of SF2 how do you think that's going to go so Peter's left and Pim has left as well they are neither of them are racing in SF2 anymore well, uh, so you, let's see, if we look at the last. I think Andrew Cole, if Andrew's still in, has a very good shot. So of Andrew Cole, that. yourself, Jake, Asha, I'm trying to look at the top finishers who are not Peter Lee or Pimluth, Robert Longatano, Dan Pagaski, Barry Stockdale, Carter Stickney, Bill Eric Killian, Joe Zubovich, Keith Lee, Andrew Cole, and Kirkendall, Rich Butler. Okay. Is there going down there? Um. Yeah, so so first of all, consistency is is key, and second of all, you know, showing up. We had five drivers do all of the races. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's it's gonna be a real tight race between you and Jake, and uh, I to your point, I think Andrew Cole showing up for more than five races has a very good chance at getting up there because his um, top 10, top five, I guess I should say, stats are pretty good. So when he does yep. show up, he does very, very well. Um, and same with uh, Dan Pagowski. He had eight uh, top 10s out of his eight starts. So to me, it really kind of depends on how many races people show up for. But I mean, let's not forget Robert Longatano. They're showing really good improvement. Uh, six Amazing. top tens in his uh, ten races, uh, and a top five there. Or yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, a top five to boot. So you know, there's. Um, I don't think any less competition in the Formula Two races, uh, but I think that it's going to come down to the wire between you and Jake if I am just looking at historical precedent and uh, and what I think. So there you go. Let's let's see. And I, I do hope that what we'll get is a bit more participation in the uh, SF2 races uh, from these guys. Um, so we get a bit more consistency in terms of the number of folks that are showing up. We've had 30 different races in SF2. We've had 65 different races in SF1. 65. That's insane. That's a lot of people. Uh, 
It is. And typically, uh, we cap it at what, 42 now? SF1? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think plus or minus. Thereabouts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, really looking forward to tomorrow. Um, really looking forward to doing another one of these podcasts with you. We've been wittering on for just over 40 minutes now, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time to uh, start wrapping it up. Maybe we save the real racing talk for next time. The only thing I, I did want to throw out there. Uh, I don't think I, we called him out by name um, for the Formula One races, but I, it popped out at me here as we were chatting. Jeffrey Decker had eight top fives, which ties Pete Mobron for the most. Um, so another person that, you know, a couple things go their way. Uh, watch out. Same with Mike Bowers. He had um, five top fives. And uh, let's see all the other usual suspects suspects we talked about um jason vice has yeah. three and as the connor one, had four right connor tolman yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. and then our own jason vice uh he had three with five top tens yeah so we've uh, got a quite a few folks who you know once again to your point it's just one one thing here two things there goes their mm-hmm. way and uh um uh, drivers who show really good consistency um yeah, that's all. That's all it takes. Sometimes is uh, it, it, it's certainly not to take anything away from the ability of anybody else, but sometimes it takes avoiding the big one, and uh, <laughs> that yeah, could be the yeah, difference absolutely. in the season. So yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. And of course, one of the things that I want to focus on, I want to not focus on. One of the things I would like to say right right here at the end, and hopefully there's some people still listening. We don't, or, or you know, maybe this would be a good thing to, to put you to sleep at night. Yeah, this yeah. This Just is better than meditation. Stuff, yeah. Exactly. 30 seconds of this and man, you're out cold, you know, <laughs> but um, this is not a, a, a 2K league or a 3K league or a 4K league. This is a developmental league. And it's something that we've always wanted to make sure that we kept front and center. Uh, and so, you know, we do not race this as a as a 2K league or a 3K league. It's a developmental league. And so we do want folks who, you know, have i think what's it you have to have a c license to start mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but once you've got your c license if the, if skippies are your thing give us a shout you know come join the discord get involved in some of the practice races uh and uh, and see if you can get into again if your i rating cap is under 2k and you've never been over 2k uh, in your i rating career you know give us a check out maybe you'd like to come and join and see what if our kind of fun is your kind of fun there you go and with that, I think we should probably knock it on the head. Exactly. I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, intro and outro music you use for us. Hope you play us off very nicely. But uh, yeah, we'll, we've got some ideas. Obviously, we're going to try to keep to certain um, you know, segments and, and, and keep it moving and light and lively. But if anybody has any suggestions let it, of what you would like to hear, of what you would find value added to listen to, uh, with your valuable uh, time while you're sitting at your desk working, let us know. Absolutely. And with that, we'll do another, we're planning to do another one in about, what, two weeks, right, Chris? Another that podcast? Sounds, that sounds right, yep. Yep, so our podcast will hopefully drop in about two weeks. So uh, please, you know, give us a like, um, join, uh, click us, a, I don't know how you do it. I, this is my first podcast, so. Uh, yeah, I know. No, this should be available in all your favorite, uh, wherever you find your uh, podcast. I forget what the <laughs> freaking saying is. Yeah, I didn't know it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so guys, smash uh, that listen. like button, hit subscribe. There you go. Find find the subscribe button somewhere if there's one, and click that or follow us or whatever the hell you do with podcasts. Uh, and we'll keep trying to and uh, pumping them out into the ether somewhere. Um, and someone will listen hopefully, and and, and we'll build some uh, people behind us. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thanks again so much for listening in, and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.